This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here, Joe. It was a very special episode for me. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I am primed and ready to share my thoughts. I'm really excited about this uh, war room. Yeah, man. For us, the way we usually kick things off on the show is by asking a very important question, uh, mostly to see where it all really starts for you. And that question is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs, creative professionals, something of that nature? I don't know if my family is, I mean, I feel like I'm the only one really with my like siblings that has a business. Like they're all, you know, either homemakers or um, where they have jobs, things like that. So I'm really the only one that has built many businesses over the years. My mother tried to start a business and um, she was successful at running a company for 10 years, but eventually she went out of business. Um, now she's doing real estate and my grandfather had a business with a partner that eventually went out of business. So I, you know, it depends what you call an entrepreneur. <laughs> There's a lot of failure in the family. Um, but one of the things that I learned for myself, you only need to really succeed one time in order to be successful as an entrepreneur. Because once you see what strategy works, I'm a big believer that the right strategy will save you a decade. So that's one of the things that I learned from watching my grandfather, from watching my mother try to build and scale her business, that it's not about luck. Most people think that it's about luck or about hope. Hope is a great thing. It's just not a great strategy. Knowing what your strategy is will help you significantly. So in terms of like family, I don't think it's in my DNA necessarily. I think it has to do with my childhood wounds more than my family. Interesting. First of all, great answer, man. Already off to a great start. And for me, knowing what I know about your story and trying to tie it into the way business owners today are operating. If we can fast track now that we understand that, right? A lot of people right now are trying to jump on whatever bandwagon they can. Like you said, their strategy is really just a bunch of tactics, right? And as somebody who I personally remember when you first started working on LinkedIn while I was actually still working at your agency way back. And I was like, wow, okay. You had already made like 300 videos before that. Right. And people make a couple of videos and they're like, this doesn't work, you know, and this is years ago. Now you actually not only have the agency that you run and other businesses, but you actually have another company uh, known as Evergreen, right. That has multiple branches, but in particular, the LinkedIn work that you do, helping people understand exactly how to operate on LinkedIn, right? I would like to know sort of how the genesis of how you got into that, because I saw you rise on the platform, and yet 
a lot of it is still a mystery to, to me, even though I saw it happen, because all I saw you do was make consistent videos and consistently deliver value. And if that's really what it is, then most of us are making a bigger deal out of it than we should. Yeah. So in terms of success on LinkedIn, what I always tell people is I don't want to go viral. I don't want to people like, oh, I want to go viral. I don't want to go viral. I don't need everyone to know me. I actually don't want everyone to know me. I want the right people to see me. I want the right people to see me a thousand times a year. So if the right 1000 people see me a thousand times a year, I'm going to generate business. I'm not just going to generate business. I'm going to generate millions of dollars in business because that has to do with the strategy more than it has to do with luck or going viral. The people that are trying to go viral on TikTok, sometimes they'll have millions of followers or millions of views, but are they making a living? Sometimes they'll make a living, sometimes they won't, but they're definitely not making a fortune. They're definitely not having a business that is operating with employees, with growth, with plans, making an impact. And what I find is that sometimes people go viral and then they attach a strategy to the virility and it turns into a business. But more often than not, people are not going to go viral because viruses and viral online is something that you can't really measure. You don't know what's going to hit. There is a little bit of a science to it, but most of the time it's like, you know, you don't know what's really going to hit. And often the failure will make people quit. But if you have a strategy and you're able to be consistent over time and you know who you're targeting and you know what messaging you need to deliver, then you're going to be successful over time because it's not about the masses. It's about hitting the right people and hitting them enough times. So for example, I had a company I started 13 years ago. We serviced over 1,100 companies. We were on the Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing companies in America called Ajax Union. So if you're listening to this, it's A-J-A-X-U-N-I-O-N.com. And you can check out our website. We recently did, redid the whole website. And that's the company that Philip used to work with, uh, used to work for back when we were in Industry City in Brooklyn. And one of the things that I always heard from people before I had Ajax Union is if you build it, they will come. You ever heard that saying before, Philip? You ever heard it, Jason? If you build it, they will Horrible. come. <laughs> Horrible saying. Terrible saying. If, if you build it, if you, just build it. Build it. Build a website. So I built websites for people back in the day. 25 <clears throat> years ago, I'd build, I would build 100 websites a year for people, like for different people that would hit me up. And one of the things that they would tell me is, I'm not getting customers. I don't, I don't know what's going on. You built a website. I'm not getting customers. And I was like, all right, let me research. Let me do, I'm a web designer. I'm a web developer. Let me research this and try to figure out how to get people to come to your website. And it turns out there's a concept called SEO, search engine optimization. And so I started learning about SEO from Matt Cutts, who is a spam engineer at Google, and from Aaron Wall, from like, you know, these experts that were doing education online and from books. And I got really, really good at SEO. I started getting my clients to rank. And they started paying me a monthly fee. And I, I realized, oh my God, this is reoccurring revenue. This is like, instead of me just getting a website and doing a one-time thing, now they are using me every month, month after month. And that's how Ajax Union was able to grow its revenue base because we had reoccurring revenue. I'd close a client and they would be a client for many years. We have a client that has been with us for 15, for since the beginning, since for 13 years, since the beginning. Uh, they're a $400 million business. But we started off just doing SEO for them. And then we started doing PPC, which stands for pay-per-click or Google AdWords. Then we started doing web design and doing landing pages. Now we do funnels. We build up marketing funnels and email automation systems for them. And we help them with their technology and their graphic design and their strategy and with their email marketing and all different types of things. So we're a full-service marketing agency, but it starts with having the right strategy, understanding who, what your strategy is. When it came to LinkedIn, 
I didn't really know what I was doing with LinkedIn because LinkedIn didn't really have features that it has today. Like back in the day, it was just basically a profile. I started teaching LinkedIn 10 years ago, believe it or not. I'm a certified Google trainer. Google hired me to teach business owners on how to use Google. And before that, I was afraid of public speaking. So that's kind of was like my, I was forced into public speaking because Google approached me and said, would you like to give a presentation to business owners? And I said, no, initially, but then I said, okay, I have to, because I have to grow my business. Um, and then I learned, and then, so I started teaching about everything, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. Um, but LinkedIn 10 years ago only had 65 million members. It's a very little, low number, but even then I was like, you know, most of them are CEOs and business owners and they're on there to have a profile. So it's good to have a profile and it'll also rank on Google. But then in 2016, Microsoft paid $26.2 billion to purchase LinkedIn. They were actually losing, their stock was losing and they were going down and Microsoft said, I'm gonna pay more than what it's worth because we are gonna change this into a content marketing platform. And they changed it almost into like a, a, a virtual trade show, a virtual conference, a virtual networking event where people come and they post content and they comment and like and LinkedIn Live and all these different things that they added to it. And they really transformed the platform. And I was doing a lot of offline networking at the time, Philip. You know that I, you know, I'm part of the Executives Association of New York City. I was part of Vistage. I don't know if you guys heard of Vistage. Vistage is one of the largest. Uh, they were recently bought by private equity, one of the largest CEO organizations. They have 20,000 leaders globally. Um, I was also part of Entrepreneurs Organization. I was on the board. So I was doing a lot of like networking offline, like going to events and meeting people. I was part of, y I'm part of YEC, part of the YJP, and lots of other groups. And one of the things that I realized with LinkedIn, with Microsoft's acquisition and the way they were changing it is that now I can do all the stuff that I do offline, I can do online. I can network, stay top of mind, build relationships, reach out to almost anybody. And so I created a strategy for myself to grow Ajax Union, my marketing agency. And I started generating millions of dollars a year directly from LinkedIn. So people were asking me, other CEOs were like, Joe, what are you doing on LinkedIn? I see you every day. Literally every day I log in and I see you. <laughs> so I started breaking down my strategy for them and I had a three-step process, Brandon, Bilden, and Boomin. I was like, first you need a strategy. What's your plan? Who are the people? What are you gonna say to them? And then I just broke it down and they're like, oh my God, this is a course. You should turn this into a course. And I was like, I don't do, I don't do courses. Like, I don't even know how to do courses. Like what course, what's a course? Then I started looking into the course business and mine Valley is a hundred million dollar business. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I got to start an education business. So in 2019, I started Evergreen. And initially we called it social selling, but we got sued by LinkedIn because we were, you know, they didn't like that it sounded like a LinkedIn, like social sell in LinkedIn. They gave us a cease and desist letter. We wow. changed the name of the business. Yeah, we changed the name of the business. And since then, we've been able to impact over a thousand companies training their teams or the CEO or the person in charge of business development on how to use LinkedIn, both the organic side of LinkedIn and sales navigator. And we have a unique process where we walk people through step-by-step -step how to build a strategy, how to get your assets and your automations in order, and then what actions to take. Even if you only have 15 minutes a day, if you only have 15 minutes a day because people are busy, what do you do on LinkedIn? What, do, what are the three things? What will give you exposure? What will give you credibility? And what will actually book conversations? I believe that conversations lead to conversions. So if you need more conversations, LinkedIn is the number one place to get conversations, but you have to know how to do it because there's a lot of people doing it wrong. There's a lot of people spamming. There's a lot of people spraying and praying. There's a lot of people hoarding connections. There's a lot of people posting and ghosting. There's a lot of sins, evil sins that people are doing on LinkedIn. 
And what I want people to do is to have a strategy because the right strategy will save you a decade and energy without strategy is a waste of time. I always say that success leaves clues. So if you want something, just go see somebody else that has what you want and you'll be able to get what it is that they have. I am a very big fan of personal development. I love watching Jim Rohn. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, I love reading Dale Carnegie's books and Stephen Covey's books and Napoleon Hill, like all this, like, you know, all the stuff that I've learned. One of the things that I've learned from Jim Rohn is that you can only grow your business as much as you grow yourself. And so for me, it's about personal development. Most of the people that we train on LinkedIn, yes, we give them the strategy, but a lot of it is mindset. What is a mindset? A mindset is your thoughts, your beliefs, and then your habits as a result of your beliefs. So your mindset will dictate what actions you'll take, and your actions will dictate your results. So if you have a belief or a mindset that LinkedIn doesn't work, or that you're unaware of how LinkedIn works, then you're not going to take action, you're not going to get results. But if you join one of our programs, you'll be able to learn the step-by-step process that we take, and that students are generating hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sarah Rose, for example, who's an intimacy coach for CEOs, she has a company called CEO on Fire, she came to us because she was using LinkedIn, but she was actually getting banned <laughs> and she wasn't getting results and it wasn't working. So we taught her a strategy that works. We taught her what is the plan? Who is the target? What is the message? We told her how to tell stories. We showed her how to optimize her profile. We showed her what, opti- what, uh, what automation tools and dashboards to use. And she started taking action. In the first 60 days, she generated $80,000 in revenue. In the first 90 days, she generated $200,000 in revenue. She said, I changed her life. She, her business has completely changed. Her full case studies on our website. If you go to learnbusinessnetworking.com, that's learnbusinessnetworking.com, you can check it out. We also have a boot camp on Sales Navigator. Change, life-changing. Most people don't know how to use Sales Navigator or what Sales Navigator even is. <laughs> it's the premium version of LinkedIn that allows you to do prospecting on LinkedIn. Um, so it's, it's very, very powerful. These tools are very powerful if you learn how to use them. I love to connect with people. I'm a connector. I love to make intros. I believe that the secret to living is giving. And so I'm always staying in touch. You could ask Philip. Philip, <laughs> I'm always staying in touch. I'm always, I'm always DMing you. I'm always sending you messages on WhatsApp. I'm always trying to like assist you and say, hey, how can I add value to your life? What do you need right now? Sure. And I do this for my network. And that's why I wrote High Energy Networking. And although I have tens of thousands of people that are following me on LinkedIn. For me, it's not about the masses. It's about having one conversation at a time. It's about being present and figuring out, Jason Miller, what can I do to add value to your life? Sounds familiar. (laughs) That's what I was saying before we hit record, is that at the core of everything, of both of you as people, there's a lot uh, that exists within both your hearts that I've been lucky enough to be able to be a part of. And I want to point out also something very powerful uh, because uh, I'm a observer of human behavior more than anything, right? Predominantly is you didn't take for granted that people would know things like PPC or SEO uh, when you were breaking it down and you took the time to go ahead and break it down anyways. And often an expert or a professional will sort of throw out acronyms and then just take for granted that people understand them. And it's like, that's a perfect opportunity for you to give a new perspective on something that people think they know, right? It's like going past a word in a dictionary and then saying, yeah, I kind of know the definition. 
and then wonder why they're not getting results. But that's like a good point to bring up in the behavior you've exhibited on this show. It's funny. We bring on people all the time and they don't have their stories always matched up, but you know, they're just genuine, hardworking people who are running businesses and what have you. But when you watch a marketer do what they do best, which is tell stories and break things down, right? You start, and if you can pay attention, not only to what your actual story is and how you launched your businesses and the case studies that have taken place, right? But if you actually pay attention to the way you presented everything, you'll be able to see that this not only isn't the first, this isn't the first podcast you've ever been on, right? But, and this is the, this is something that is important for listeners to take note of, but also that you are consistently looking for ways to tie your stories in to delivering value for whoever might be listening every single time. And that is so important. I just want to be able to bring a high level observation to that. You and know? also the call to actions. It's like a lot of people, they, you know, they'll say something, but they won't give you like, okay, how do I learn more? Like, how do I find your book? How do I find your company? How do I do more research? If someone's listening to a podcast, especially if you're the type of person that needs more exposure, then adding that little call to action is so important in emails in conversations and making it really easy, like learn business networking. It's like really easy. Or if you want to watch my last workshop, it's business networking workshop.com. And even if you want people to check you out on LinkedIn, here's a tip for Jason or, and for you, Philip, I just tell people instead of going to linkedin.com slash I N slash Joe Apfelbaum and try to figure out how to spell Apfelbaum. What I tell people is go to joelinkedin.com. That's J O E linkedin.com. Every time I'm on a podcast, every time I'm on a stage, I don't know if you know this about me, Philip, but I'm a member of the National Speakers Association, the NSA. I'm a professional speaker and I get hired to do keynotes and workshops and be a mo I'm a professional moderator and MC. And one of the things that I always tell people is that speaking, if you're taking it seriously, can really, really, really impact people. But you have to practice. It's something that you have to practice consistently. They say that practice makes perfect. I don't believe there's perfect. I could find holes in every single thing that I do. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. So practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. This is big, man. Um, and uh, I know this conversation can go in so many ways, but I want to also take an opportunity to get uh, Jason in on something because Jason himself uh, not only has a consulting company with uh, many partners, right? About 10 or so, but he also helps a lot of businesses scale up. And as part of someone who has been on the board of EO, you know that scaling is what it's all about. So this is an incredible opportunity, I think, for, for two people who have worked alongside the idea of scaling to sort of trade notes or or chime in and i know that jason i can i can almost guarantee has a question or two which isn't characteristic you know because usually you know jason has a lot of businesses and and the best part about this conversation is that joe you as well have a lot of businesses and there's a different level to to every phase of a business owner uh, turning into an entrepreneur and then continuing to, to to move forward in that direction, right? And eventually you start helping other companies scale up and get their operations in place. So this is something that I necessarily am still like trying to bridge that gap, but I'd love to hear what Jason has learned so far from what it is that you've been sharing and if he has any questions about that. Yeah, I, I will say this. There's a lot of 
just listening to you talk, we have many things in common when it comes to the way we think. And, you know, I'm 13 companies into building my empire. And the one thing that you said that's highly important is the word strategy, right? I see so many people, they just slay and spray, as you say, right? Um, and or they wing it, right? It's just a constant wing in it, right? There's no plan. There's no, no plan of action. It's just like, well, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. Hope, you know, you have hope marketing, you have hope scaling. I hope I can scale. I hope I can earn money. I hope I can do all these things. And in the military, hope gets people killed. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't run on hope. We should never run businesses on hope. We run them on planning. We run them on strategy. And here's the secret. You don't have to go out and try to figure it out yourself. So you don't have to go out there and take all those arrows in the back anymore. You know, there's people like you, there's people like me, there's lots of people like us that have figured this stuff out already. And sometimes, well, I would say a good majority of the time, it's people setting aside that ego, right? And saying, I need some help, right? Because I do it. I do it all the time. I'm not scared to ask anybody for help. My pride, I will leave that at the door in a heartbeat um, if I'm struggling with somebody. And I will reach out to the person that is the expert at doing that because I'm not. And I only believe that you can only be good at about four things. That's about it, right? Really good at four things at the most. Um, so why try to do eight things? if you're only good at four. <laughs> right? so, and the second thing is you, you really, the, the comment about not trying to, to like, not trying to talk to everyone, right? It's in my opinion, it, it's a death to a brand that we try to, we talk to everybody. I want to talk to everybody. No, you don't right? There's a reason why I only have 3000 people that I'm connected to on LinkedIn because they're people I want to be connected to. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Not just every schmuck that just wants to be connected, right? Because what value is in a connection if there's nothing after that? Then it's just a number, right? So, you know, that is where you and I really connect really well on the building community. Everything is about community, right? Um, I've built everything on community and I, I'm going to take a pretty, pretty big leap, probably not a big one, pretty small leap that you've done the same thing. Um, and that's really what supercharges business. If you surround yourself with the right people that know the stuff that you don't or you don't want to go learn. <laughs> right? that's what creates synergy and that's what creates success yeah see i i already know that there's probably going to be a post opportunity for you two to speak and connect and i can only imagine i can scarcely fathom that there won't be one of those uh, other than you just 
both of you maybe having too many other things happening as it is because uh, calendars uh, I've seen uh, Joe's calendar. I've seen Jason's uh, Jason's conversations about his calendar. And I, I know the difference uh, and it's very intentional. Uh, this, this didn't happen by accident. And that's what I love about podcasting. It's an opportunity to go long on something that most people don't really get a chance to. Right. And usually one, one of the next questions we like to ask on this show is Joe, if you could leave something behind for a would be entrepreneur, someone who is either at a senior level and is really thinking about the next move in their business or someone who is still on the fence about whether or not they should go out and try to start a business or get a taste for what that feels like your choice. What would you say and leave behind for someone in that level? What I would say is your network is your net worth. I know it's a cliche. Your network is your net worth. It's not really who you know. It's how well they know you and how well you know them and how many interactions you have on a regular basis. So building your network intentionally, they say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Make sure that you're intentional with who you connect with. Make sure that you have a plan, a connection plan. Make sure that you are reaching out to people. I often find that people don't want to be the leader in the relationship. They're like, ah, people want me. They should reach out to me. Take personal responsibility for building your network. Be the one that reaches out. Remember, the secret to living is giving. Don't be the person that waits for things to happen. Be the person that makes things happen. And what does it mean to make something happen when it comes to networking? It means being the one that reaches out. The best way to predict the future is to create it. So how do you create a future where you have a thriving network, where you have people that are calling you when they need something. It's by being there for people. It's by reaching out to people. But don't just say, how are you to people? Reach out to them. See where, see where they're at from a business perspective. See how you can add value to their life. Don't just like try to get their attention for the sake of getting attention because you're hoping to get a client or because you just want to be top of mind. But actually genuinely try to add value to people's lives based on the things that you're good at. There's a, there's a Strength Finder 2.0 assessment that you can take, and I know, Philip, you took it. All of our employees have taken that. And we try to figure out what are the strengths that you have. The Gallup Center issued this assessment, and they have a book called Strength Finder 2.0. And you can actually associate words to what your top strengths are. I know I'm an activator. That means I start things. I know I'm strategic. I know I'm futuristic. I know I'm competition. And my favorite is ideation. So I can give people ideas. You know, Philip knows this. I can literally come up with 100 ideas about any business topic at any time. So if you want to connect with me, I'm happy to add value to you. If you want to add me to your network, just make sure that you mention this podcast, Philip and Jason, on the connection note. So if you go to my profile, you go to joelinkedin.com. Don't just hit follow. Hit the more button, press connect, and then add a note and write that you heard me on this podcast I only have room for a couple of more people to add to my network because there's a limit to how many people you can add to your network. But I would love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about your business. And I'd love to know how I can add value to your life, whether it's learning how to leverage LinkedIn or whether it's having ideas or whether I can introduce you to somebody in your network. Somebody in BNI once reached out to me. BNI stands for Business Network International. It's a group with over 300,000 professionals that network. They meet on a weekly basis and they network in chapters and groups. And somebody reached out to me and said, Joe, I was a member of BNI for two years, and I, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me at all. BNI doesn't work. 
And I said, okay, um, how often do you go? He's like, for two years, every single week at 6 a.m., I go network for two hours and I listen to elevator pitches and I'm going out of my mind and it's not working. I said, how many introductions have you made in the past six months? He's like, I don't know, three? And I got none. I made like three and I got none. I said, I make three a day. That's a thousand a year. I said, it's not that networking doesn't work. It's that you don't work. Go make introductions. You have 50 people that are in your group. Make an introduction every month to everyone in your group. Figure out who they want to meet. Who's a center of influence, a COI? And then I said, read my book, High Energy Networking. And the person's like, ah, I need to work. <laughs> I need to do the work. Networking is work. <laughs> Building your relationships is work. And making money is about the value that you add and having the right strategy, making a difference for other people. And if you do that, you get all the blessings. I always like to say this when it comes to networking, right? Because it's everybody has their own idea of what networking is, right? So I like to use the the story of you meet a girlfriend, right? You meet a girl, right? You take her to a movie, have some popcorn, some candy, do a little wooing. You don't walk out of the freaking movie theater and ask her to marry you. <laughs> right? That don't work, right? You have to build the relationship. There has to be some kind of relationship built. Business is no different. It's a business marriage. It's the same thing. And you have to build that relationship. You have to build that know, like, and trust. And it's got to be, you know, inclusive on both sides. And when you truly have that, that's freaking fireworks, man. It's fireworks. Yeah, man. No, this is, uh, this is awesome. And at that, man, I just wish we had more time. There's a few things we got to get through before we go and maybe we'll just get you back on again, Joe. It's just, it's just that kind of potential having, having this conversation here. Uh, First things first, a lot of these episodes are actually only made possible because of the actual listeners. We have a community and uh, they have been supporting this podcast. And so I want to give one of them a shout out. And that is for today, we have uh, Joel Phillips of ProShark. And essentially, whether you're starting out your business or you're a more senior business in the marketplace, either way, you always have to look at your tech stack that you're using for uh, security in particular of the client's data and your own data and whether you've had employees leave and what have you. I mean, you, you're looking at even marketing tech stack, right? Do you have a project management? So ProShark can help you with your entire tech stack at no matter what level you're at in business. That includes setting up websites, shopping carts, all those things, of course. But in particular, look at it from a holistic point of view for your business and the security of it all. That's most important. So if you want to get in touch with them, and I suggest that you do, uh, because everyone can have a refresher of their tech stack, go ahead and go to proshark.com and tell them the war room sent you, and uh, they'll roll out the red carpet for you. So with that said, Joe, we have our grand finale question. And before I go there, I want to just check in with Jason. We're looking good. Yeah, let's do it. So the, the one we'd like to close things out with is asking, and there's no wrong answer here. Uh, if you could have invited anybody at any point, place and time in the world, we're talking ancient history to now to this conversation today that we had covering the things that we talked about, a brief point of your history and life to understanding the way you look at business and, and outreach and marketing and communications as a whole and all that that we've covered, who would you have loved to have had here today and why them? Moses. Wow. 
Okay. That was quick. That was a quick answer. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to chat Moses. And I want to hear about his experience uh, getting the Torah from Mount Sinai. I want to hear about his firsthand experience and what his, like how he, how he foresaw like what he would create in the organization that, you know, like many, many generations later is still strong. Um, so I would definitely want to speak to him about that, his insights, and also learn from him. So that that's definitely something that somebody that I would want, you know, very, very popular person. In our yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can see that there's a there's a degree of legacy and and a curiosity behind how do you leave a lasting impact on most someone. popular book, the most popular <laughs> book. Yeah. I just sell so many copies of the Bible. <laughs> I need to know because I want I wrote the Bible on networking. High energy networking has the Ten Commandments. I want to know, like, okay, so you have your Ten Commandments. I want to show you my Ten Commandments. We could talk about Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> so I think on the book you have to you have to call it the Bible of high energy network. You have to add the word the Bible. Exactly. I mean, people have people have left comments about that, and um, I still, Philip, we need to get together to write a um, the the tank like you know like to the 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 notorious Big Tank Crackers, you know, like that. <laughs> You know that we need to actually write the Ten Crack Commandments for high energy networking, and then Moses might have his own version for the actual Ten Commandments. That would be really. Oh good. man! For those of you that don't know, and we're listening. Uh, Joe is an avid rapper in his spare time, which is really only <laughs> in between his work meetings and whenever he has a moment. Uh, but it really has been an absolute pleasure having you here, Joe. Uh, it I you just rolled out value every single second that you were here, and uh, I really urge people to visit. What was it? JoeLinkedIn.com? Yeah, Joe, J-O-E, LinkedIn.com. And, you know, click on the more button, click connect, put in a note. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast. And I'd love to connect with you, learn more about you and see how I can add value to your life. Awesome. It's tradition around here for Jason to close us out. So I'll let him do that. Awesome. Well, hey, gosh, Joe, this was a great conversation. I got to tell you. Um, I, uh, obviously we, we have the opportunity to interact with a lot of people and, uh, this truly was uh, a pleasure to get to interact with you today. I had a lot of fun when we got started that didn't get recorded, but that was, that was a great way to start the day with a little wrap. Um, really cool stuff. Great value. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to connecting, uh, a little deeper and having some conversations and how we can synergize in the future. So I sent you a connection request on LinkedIn. So hopefully you can accept that and we can start connecting and talking and building a relationship. Thank you. I actually, I actually manage my own damn LinkedIn account. Uh, (laughs) I'm in there there every single day. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. Thanks for being here. Yo, uh, here we go, here we go, here we go go from LinkedIn. It got me thinking, I'm not blinking. I see Jason, uh, Philip, taking it home. We'll have to do an an actual. (laughs) I love it, I love it. That was a great way to end it. (laughs) Oh man, all right, Joe, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. 
follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.